Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Talking in Stations. I'm your host, Rain, and I'm joined by Artemis, our engineer, and Gregorian, one of our regular staff. I was going to try to pronounce his last name, but I realized I was not prepared for that. Musu. And we Musu. Gregorian Musu. At least I didn't call you Greg. I usually call you Greg. But we also have a new guest, Mikkel Vector. Mikkel, you want to give us a few words about yourself? Yeah, sure thing. I'm McCall. I'm the Alliance exec for Localist Primary, or the largest Amar Mill faction warfare alliance in the game currently. So we've brought you on the show because last week we did a FanFest recap. We talked about a variety of topics, one of which was faction warfare, but I believe the majority of us there had dabbled in faction warfare, but weren't largely involved to the scale you are. Do you want to do you want to talk to us about what your group does in faction warfare? Sure thing. Yeah. So we're again an Amar Mill group. That's the Amar militia, and we've been in faction warfare off and on uh, since our inception. Don't is this is embarrassing? I don't actually know how many years ago it was. Maybe ten or so. Uh, but we're currently the the largest alliance in in faction warfare, and spend most of our time killing Minmatar people in uh, Amar Losek in the Faction Warfare Zone around Metropolis. But also lately we've been trying to cultivate a, a series of like more serious doctrines that would help us fight pirates. It's been, been having mixed success with that. Hasn't always worked out, but we're, we're still here. We're still trying. It's been a lot of fun. Now, when you say pirates, a lot of like faction warfare players have a different definition of what a pirate is than most other players. What does a pirate mean to you? So I think most FW folks refer to pirates as basically anyone who inhabits the the FW zone that's not aligned with either militia. So even even like a, a neutral scanning alt, someone would probably refer to as a pirate if they happen to like slide into a faction warfare plex, especially. Because that they would, you know, you would generally just like shoot that person immediately. So, but yeah, pirate to other people means more like strong PvP oriented, you know, individual or entity. But most FW folks just refer to pirates as like everyone that's not an FW. So, who's the largest group near you that's not in faction warfare? Then that you're having to actually form reasonable doctrines to fight. The largest non-FW group near us would be dock workers. They live in Cormonen, which is just across a regional gate from us. So it's like, it's close, but not so close to be within direct Titan bridge range. And so that like has generated some interesting content over the last couple of years. For example, we'll occasionally go after dock workers, Rorks, but they're outside of our Titan bridge range. And so we have to undergo some shenanigans to get within range before they, they jump out. And it also provides us some safety because, you know, if we if there are like good moons near us, they're also relatively far from DW. If if they were to take those moons, they couldn't just you know Titan Bridge on top of them to deal with the timers every time. So, but yeah, they're they're approximately the same size as we are on paper. They have about a hundred actives, but they're uh, higher SP median generally, I would say, than than our folks. Are moons something that you all will will utilize for income for yourself or for your members, or how does that work? Yeah, we have a, a handful of moons around our staging system in Asset, and we do allow members to to mine those tax free. 
as do most low set groups. I think I'm not sure what everyone. I can't. I can't speak for what everyone does on taxes, but yeah, we we do utilize moons for to supplement uh, the income of our alliance members. If there was an easy way to tax moons, would your group do it? Absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like the the what do you call it? The tracker for them. The mining ledger. Yeah, the the mining ledger facilitates that to an extent, but like you really need to develop third party tools that that almost send like folks a report of exactly how much they owe, and because it doesn't exclude that or automatically, like you know you, you do for taxes for bounties. So it's it's like it's a pretty titanic effort, at least for a group our size to manage that. I mean, you'd need to like designate a group of people to go through and review mining mining ledgers for you'd also have to like link alt accounts to mains to figure out who exactly to con- contact about a certain alt my it's just it's not so yeah if, long story short yeah if they had a automated way of taxing it that would that would be fantastic so the the, the faction warfare updates at fanfest isn't the only thing you're looking forward to then because i'm pretty sure ccp did mention new ways of taxing folks so I think I may have missed that, but yeah, that would be something that I would be very, very happy about. I, I, that would seem to be a big quality of life change if they allowed for that. Do you guys typically react the ore yourself, or do you move the moon goo to sell the moon, raw moon goo? Like, is it? Do you guys consider it safe to run a reactions facility in your area of space? That's a good question. So some folks use the ore to react locally, I think, but most probably either haul it to GDT to sell or sell it locally to be used for manufacturing. We have a couple of guys that are really competent with manufacturing. They produce a lot of our hulls and then provide them at like sub GDT prices. And so, yeah, a lot of the ore gets bought back by those industry-focused lads and just used to then make doctrine ships that everyone kind of benefits from buying under GDA price. I didn't realize you could have like decent industrial setups in LOSEC. The like industry and mining in LOSEC has always just been a joke. Is it actually improved over the years or were people doing it just because that's what they want to do? So it is good relative to null if you have the right setup, but I'm going to be somewhat cautious in talking ex- exactly about exactly how good it is because I know that if I misspeak, my industry guys are going to start paying me and yelling at me. But yeah, I think especially in FW LOSAC, the bonuses, if you have a structure that's equipped reasonably, can be pretty good, partially because they're FW bonuses that interact with industry structures, at least I've been told give pretty much everyone in the system that has industry set up a bonus, which is kind of bizarre, right? Because like, if you have a neutral structure set up in a system, why, why, why should like neutral slash pirate folks get a benefit from an FW multiplier? But hopefully that'll also be something that's addressed. So we want so, to take that as an opportunity to jump into the proposed changes then? Yeah, I was going to say, what what are you looking forward to from CCP? They mentioned faction warfare um, design. They said exploration phase, meaning nothing's set in stone, but they're looking to start the planning phase. What what are you looking forward to most? So I think one of the things I'm looking forward to the most, I especially wasn't looking forward to originally, was this 
forward, like this front line system that was, I'm sure has been proposed originally a long time ago, but it was recently like represented by one of our, our folks named Savros on our Eve. And so this, this system would change the current system where you can basically plex any system in the war zone to the, in equal rate you have an equal like ability to change uh, system contention currently regardless of where the system is if it's a backwater system and you run a novice flex it changes the contention by 0.667% doesn't matter where the system is and one of the things they've proposed uh, changing is to make this frontline system where based on a set of currently unspecified mechanics it will enable you to more easily change the contention level of a system that's on the front line, either due to some multiplier or maybe due to the, the presence or absence of specific sites, better than you could a backwater system. And I think the reason uh, this is good is that it'll concentrate the players in a smaller space. Because currently, there's a real, like the Amar Mill. Warzone especially is just a barren wasteland at the moment. Minmill pushed themselves to T5, and then they didn't take the Warzone entirely, but they took most of it. And then, from what I can tell, most of their folks have like taken a break or maybe gone to to the Calgal Warzone to farm. But it's like it's a barren wasteland, and so if you could emphasize a couple of systems for people to hang out in, that'd be preferable to what it is now. And the the other war zone is even worse. I think there's like more people there, but the other war zone is like several times bigger. I think I don't know exactly how many systems it is, but it's massive. So anything that encourages folks to to hang out in the same systems is a step in the the right direction, in my opinion. So you're looking for because I know when you plex, it's considered like PVE, but you're looking for that PVE with PVP where everyone's concentrated and haven't actually do the mechanic, but as a group rather than like an AFK cloaky alt or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So most folks plex for like one of two reasons in my experience. And, and there's some, there are going to be some that like disagree, but like in, in my experience, you either sit in a plex because you want to make LP. So you, you get LP every time you close a plex. And if you're, if your faction has a bunch of systems in your war zone and you've upgraded a bunch of iHubs, then you, are at a high tier. The tier levels go between one and five. And if so, if you close plexes for your faction and you're in a high tier, there's an LP multiplier that gives you a lot of LP. So that's like the the PVE aspect of it. You're just like farming LP basically, that you can then cash out at specific stores. The other reason that you plex is for for content for PvP. You close a plex because you know that you're in the enemy system and it, there's a burden on them if you take the system. They they lose tethering on their on all structures if they're in the opposite faction. They lose the ability to dock in their the NPC stations. You're just there to basically you know kind of rub sand in the other guy's eye by trying to take his system. You you want them to slide into the plex and fight you. That's the other motivation for for plexing. So it'll. Having these frontline systems, I think they've talked about giving the better rewards of the frontline systems. So that I'll encourage people to to do like the the PVE aspect of it there, to to farm there. But it also 
kind of give players a pointer like hey if you want fights come here this is the front line like this is where the this is where the action is which i think is good i mean you think about a game like planet side like those maps are massive but they've still managed to make it feel small by directing players to a couple of different like nodes of combat which it sounds to me like is what they're gonna do with this new system when, so how prevalent is the practice of just sitting in a plex with an unfit Punisher or something these days? It's very prevalent. We have a lot of multi-boxers. And so like these are these are accounts that are specialized until generally do like a couple of things well. Like, you know, be it be an Insino or be cloaky eyes or be a scanning alt or something. So, you know, if you have a lot of accounts, they, they aren't usually all going to be great at PvP. And so just loitering those accounts in, in a, a plex and plexing it defensively with a completely unfit ship is a, a pretty good way to like leverage your accounts to flip a system faster. So that's really common. And it's also really annoying because like you slide in and catch one of these things, congrats, you killed an unfit ship. Like they they have probably hundreds of these whole stocks. So you don't it's not content for you it's just irritating it's really it's it's a problem that i really hope they they address with these changes i know during the faction warfare roundtable I mean, there's a recording floating around somewhere they did mention specifically looking into checks of what is fit to the ship before you can enter into a plex like you can only have two empty slots or something like that as a check to be able to combat that sort of practice Right. So it used to there used to be like no checks. We used to be able to slide into plexus with warcore stabilizers. And the community frustrated folks in the community a lot, understandably, because you'd slide in, point point someone, they just warp. Like it's just like, why even bother? So they added a check some time ago to make sure I think they talked about this in the roundtable discussion. There's there's already a system in place for checking fitting. They would just need to append another like set of configurations that the the script scans for to like disallow your ship from sliding one kind of interesting consequence of adding that check though is that there's now a delay between the time uh, that you land and the time you can take the gate you used to be able to activate the acceleration gate almost immediately out of landing so you could land in a cruiser for example and slide into a medium plex and usually evade being pointed by an interceptor that was like right on you. Uh, when they added that check, it actually causes a delay. And so you are you no longer have like invulnerability out of warp and into sliding the gate. Um, are they looking are they looking to fix that or is that okay? Because I remember they added sliding back because it was gone for a while, so people would just keep getting caught on the gates as they try to run. No, it hasn't it hasn't really been fixed. What they did do though is they gave pilots kind of a way around it they allow you now to slide the gate from up to 100 kilometers off and so oh, yeah. folks if you if you want to you can just like work to a different celestial right or utilize like non-aligned safes to warp around to to plexes and slide them and so you know you're, you're now kind of gambling you know if there's an interceptor on the outside or maybe like an orthrist or something with a, a point range bonus you have to like be cognizant of where that ship is what its bonus is and not get caught by it outside if if somebody's camping it but i think that's actually a really like cool and interesting change again some folks are going to disagree but it's 
that's opened up like a whole new arena of mechanics to consider when fighting on the outside of plexes that weren't present previously. Yeah, I think you can see that now too with ESS as a null sec. Like you warp in and you can see the glowing ring. So that's something I think CCB might continue to do with some of these dead space pockets because I think it it really helps prevent choke points of people just sitting in at zero and just murdering everyone getting close. Yeah, it's I I, I like the the current system I think more than the previous system where there were no checks where, where you could just slide immediately because a you can't slide in with a warp core stab. And B, there's this like interesting hundred radius diameter sphere of content around plexes. Like if you go on, if you go on Tom and warp around the plexes, you'll you quickly learn how these sliding mechanics work because most of the content there takes place, I think, outside of these plexes. If you exclude the the Norvikiken gate camp, which isn't content, change my view. So why why would they take place outside instead of inside? What's the reason a pilot would make that decision? Sure. So it's it's usually a decision that's kind of made for them. So you can imagine, let's say that you're, let's say that you're holding a medium plex with, with hacks or a, a cruiser or something, and you have somebody that's a little bit slow to reship. And let's say this is like a system siege. So your your foe is like actively reshipping, actively fighting you. Let's say you have a guardian pilot that's like a little slow on the warp that. Warps in to warps the outside of the medium plex a little bit late, and then gets pointed by an interceptor. Like if your lead is in the plex, you can't warp directly to them. You actually have to leave the interior of the plex. You have to warp to a celestial, and you have to warp back to the plex to be able to save your, you know, your embattled guardian pilot on the outside. So it's usually stuff like that where you have somebody that's in a ship that you don't really want to lose and they manage to get pointed on the outside of the plex and then you have to like go and save them, uh, which I, I think is opens up the plex for like a, a more interesting style of play because now you have to like consider, you know, oh, the the timing of us warping in and out of the plex is really meaningful now. Like we have to make sure we enter and leave together. Whereas before, you could, that Guardian pilot could just warp at 10. You can still take the gate at, at 10 kilometers in the old system. You'd warp at 10 so you don't bounce off the actual object. And you just act, hit the activate gate button and you're virtually guaranteed to get in. So now there's like another dimension of decision making that's relevant that did not exist before. And I know for me too, I was a solo PvP who essentially was a pirate. So I would use faction warfare plexes, but I would do more of like a brawling or scram kite with my ship. So if I wanted to fight people, if I was in the gate first, I could guarantee for the most part that if they were kiting, it would be a lot harder for them to get away. And so people would either have to warp in and brawl me or not warp in at all. Right. So there's like a, there's almost like a, a completely, it's not, it's not necessarily completely different meta with like, solo slash small gang plexing versus like big fleet plexing the kinds of ships that work in each one of those things are 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 very different for example like it's pretty hard i think to beat a thing like a solo comet if he's fit correctly in a novice flex but yet when you see like large groups of people in a system siege plexing against one another no one uses comets we we tried them a while ago. It's just, it's a very bad idea. I wouldn't recommend that you trade really. Some of the before. first solo kills I ever got were dual plex, dual web coercers sitting at the entrance mm-hmm. of a small plex. That's another good example. A coercer is like a, a really strong solo or small gang 
a plexing ship for us for like a small but like in a system siege everyone's using thrashers or catalysts just because like the the math works that they trade a lot better the alpha is better the projections better that the price is better because you don't have to tech to fit the, the thrashers right so it's so yeah keep in mind when, when i thought about like some things are are good or some things are not good it's all in the context of the scale because like i'd i'd love to 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 be the first one in a plex in like a medium in a solo orthrus but i would never take like a, a fleet of orthrus into a fleet of like min mill stabbers i just wouldn't do it it's a bad idea you know with the current system sort of what is the reason behind a, a system siege happening versus just random silo pilots out plexing what what causes it to shift from oh we're just here farming like going here for frags or for lp versus no we're actually going to intend to take this and we're going to fight you with our fleet sure that's a really good question so the main thing that drives system sieges there's there's two things one of them is rp and if aldrith is listening can can be happy that i mentioned it so there's cer- certain systems that are like due to the lore more important to certain sets of players than others so, so an example is flossless win is a system that there's a, a bunch of eve lore about and so players care about it the other reason that w- players would be more inclined to take or hold certain systems is stagings so an example of this in the amar uh, mimitar warzone would be doll is the the primary Mimitar staging from what I can tell and asset is the primary Amar staging. Mimitar took the majority of systems in uh, the Amar war zone with exception of asset we stopped them there that was the the one system that they for some reason could not bring themselves to take probably had something to do with use of carriers in in open plexes but you know had they taken asset it would have been a really big big pain because we wouldn't be able to dock the npc station not that most of us live there but worse than that we wouldn't be able to tether on any of our structures uh and i would have had to have transferred the fort azar to a holding corp just so like things like titans and supers could tether because if you have a, a structure that is anchored for an alliance or a corp that's in the militia and that militia does not own the system that structure will not offer tether to anyone so there's like a whole whole class of mechanics you have to to consider when you don't hold the system it's really annoying right on and so with the with the frontline system we're sort of hoping that the front lines will be additional objectives that would incentivize that exactly yeah fleet fight exactly so it would and, and again this is like in the exploratory phase so i don't think anyone really knows exactly how this is going to work but i think some of the things that were mentioned were that the the Ford the Ford systems, the frontline systems, would probably have more complexes that would allow players to change the contention level and also possibly have better rewards for LP cash out. So like your capacity to change the system contention is greater and your payout for doing so could also be greater. Do you think it'll actually work? Like having been in faction warfare for years, do you think this revamp might actually sort of see the push in the like I would say breath of like fresh air that faction warfare needs? I I really hope so. I think we haven't heard enough specifics to really evaluate how likely that is to happen. 
I will say that I, I think whatever CCP does, it has to be something that appeals to null players because there, there frankly aren't the players in low sec at the moment for this to have enough of an effect to revitalize faction warfare. They've waited. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. I want to preface this by saying I'm really happy that they've decided to focus on FW in the the next year. But they have waited so long that most of the the faction warfare groups that were alive when I started playing are are dead. And they're not just like dead as in the part of goons or or some other null block. They're dead as in the players literally don't play the game anymore because after like a decade they got kind of tired of waiting around for for uh, fw iteration so it, whatever the change has to be it's got to appeal to null players it's got to get them into low sec which hot hot take i think that's where they belong anyway but Do you th- there's a lot of people that would disagree I was going to say, I've seen some things in EVE where, fa- where null players do go into faction warfare, or at least low sec. Do you think that's good? Because I've, I don't know, like as much, I am a null sec player, but I'm also a low sec player, and I see them as two different identities. So I don't know if having like some of those like M2 tech level fights in Mamaki or whatever would be good or fun. So I think that would be good if, if you, so you linked this recording earlier, and there's at one point someone comes up. And I think they're in, they're either in Horde or Goons in this, you know, this FanFest roundtable discussion. And they ask more or less that question. They say, you know, we're a very large noble. How do you anticipate FW is going to handle the, you know, immigration of a couple, you know, thousand players? Like, can it handle that? Is this just going to break FW? And, and I think, if I remember correctly, CCP Delegate Zero was basically like, yeah, I think that that would actually be great, <laughs> and I I kind of share that that optimism. Like the the primary issue FW has right now is that there's not enough people and there's a lot of systems and it's not engaging. I mean, you can't you can go from one end of the environmental war zone to the other and find no one. And if in a month I have the opposite problem, and I go from one end of the environmental war zone to the other, and I like literally can't get through a gate because there's too many folks there fighting then you know maybe maybe at the time i'll regret saying this but but it'll be too much of a good thing because right now the the real issue is the deficit of content not the overabundance of it so i know certainly from the discussion that we had during the previous show and just talking to various people in various discords and such the allegiance changes sound to be like the ticket that is going to get nullsec players interested in faction warfare because they don't have to be in a faction warfare corp anymore for those who are sort of unfamiliar with those mechanics because you roll through what it means to be part of faction warfare right now yeah sure thing so you to be in faction warfare you can do one of two things you can either enroll in the npc corporation that is associated with the faction. So in a Marmel, that would be Imperial IC 24, 24th Imperial Crusade. And so you're in an MPC corp, which is itself enrolled in faction warfare, meaning that you can legally shoot anyone in Minmill, you know, even if it's in HiSec. You can also shoot folks in uh, Galmill, even if it's in HiSec. It's basically like a permanent war deck against the other faction. The other way you can enroll in, in faction warfare as a, as a capsuleer is to join a corporation or alliance that is enrolled in the militia. 
So localist primary is the largest alliance in the Amar militia at the moment. And so that would that's another way to to join the militia. So the changes like you like you mentioned that they've discussed are changing this so that you can individual players can join at their leisure instead of you know forcing them to alter their affiliation with their corporate alliance that you would be able to join the the granularity of individual players. So I think that's a really good change for encouraging participation from null players. The challenge that CCP has is how they're going to balance that with another problem that the FW currently has, which is null players enrolling alts in FW to farm LP. And it's not just null players. All players, players of, of all different play styles do this, but, but folks that aren't invested in FW enrolling alts in FW and then using those alts to farm LP, despite the fact that they're not really contributing to anything going on. These folks don't, don't shoot iHubs to flip the system. They don't plex. They just, you know, either AFK plex in like an unfit ship or run missions. And so that's a that's a real challenge for this like allegiance declaration system, I think. So do the mission runners still prefer to multi-box jackdaws and bombers? Yes. It's usually with like daredevil pullers seems to be the like the new thing. Uh, if you see a bunch of if you see local swank with like four folks the opposite faction, it's almost like immediately it's a very good chance it's going to be daredevil mission pullers. And then yeah, folks run some folks like pull and then run missions and jackdaws. But one of the the kind of weird things about FW missions is it doesn't matter who runs the mission. You have to be in the system with the tune that pulled the mission to activate it. So you, you like activate a, a warp two and the mission pops up. But after that point, anyone can run it for you. And I actually discovered this the hard way one time when I ran someone out of their mission and then I didn't really understand the mechanics and I ended up running their mission for them because I thought that I was going to get the LP payout. And <laughs> I, I discovered to my disappointment that I didn't get any such payout. But yeah, so that's one thing that people will do is they'll go through a system with, with a bunch of polar tunes which don't really have much SP but that are nonetheless enrolled in the militia and capable of pulling missions. And they'll pull missions and they'll warp their main to the mission and run it. And then their alt, which again has virtually no SP, just pulled the mission, will get the LP payout all the same. So it's a it's a really it's a system that probably made sense and wasn't too abused in its inception, but like again, it's been a very long time since these missions were introduced, and these players are very good at finding at working systems out and finding how to game them. And these folks have known how to known how to game the system for a very long time. I, I know this happens out in Venal as well for level four burner missions. You'll see a lot of people pull the mission, make a bookmark, and then they actually contract other people to run it for them. And then they log out, log back in later, get, collect the LP and pay out. And so Definitely. then the people running, the, so it's not one person with alts, but it's instead like a group and only a handful run the missions. And then they're able to collect part of that payout. I think it's usually an ISK rather than like LP rewards. But it's always interesting how EVE players kind of game the system in creative ways. Yeah, you can imagine if you're trying to describe to someone how selling Sanctum's BMs works. Like, it's just such a, 
like man you'd have to you'd have to give like 20 minutes of context to explain that to somebody but, but yeah it's 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 nuts it's insane but you know with enough time folks work out how to abuse these mechanics and so fw missions are, are one that that is is abused and has been abused for some time do you think so speaking of the missions being abused do you think ccp should be looking at changing the missions as well or do you think that can be done say at a later time after the rest of faction warfare has changed no, they should definitely they should definitely address the missions because even if they weren't abusable, they're very boring. Because like most folks in FW, you don't really have. So, so I mentioned that like our folks have moons they can mine for income, but most folks don't. Most groups in, in FW don't have that infrastructure. For most of them, these missions are our primary source of income. And so, after doing like a, a round or two of them. It's really soul killing. So, like a, a round of mission pulling will probably take me about—I don't know—it's been so long since I've done them. It'll take me like an hour and a half to run, probably in the Marmel War Zone, and that's like with two tunes or two or three tunes pulling. And it, man, it gets really soul killing. It gets really boring, and I don't. It's almost like if someone tries to gank you, you're almost happy about it. At least I am, because I'm like, oh man, someone, someone's actually coming to PvP me. Because I did them in like Loki's that were pretty decent at, at fighting back, but yeah, they should definitely. Uh, that's definitely something that should be addressed in the like first iteration. I would argue because it's it's really boring. It's been gamed really badly. There's a, a variety of things they could change about them that would make them immediately better. Even if they worked out, a, for example, a system to make sure that you couldn't complete system complete missions unless you pulled them. If if there was some kind of system to disallow folks from sliding into the mission, most of them are gated. If there was a system to like disallow folks from even entering them unless they were the puller, I think that would probably be good. But then there's those that would argue that like, well, you're not completely safe in your mission. It disallows PvP. But yeah. So again, it's not it's not a, it's not a, it's not a super easy fix. Like someone that's a lot smarter than I am is gonna have to sit down and and look at this for a while and find find the best way to make it less bad those are some good thoughts i know ccp is looking to redo missions because they're redoing the career agents with the np so maybe missions overall will get a, a look at because i know other missions aren't fun either yeah most of this i mean fw started and again someone's gonna yell at me for not knowing this but i want to say like ballpark 2012 maybe older than that probably probably older than that so in these missions i think were added pretty soon after the inception of fw if not if not with the start of FW. So these, when you slide into an FW mission, you're, you're kind of interacting with something on the same scale as like incursions. This is just like ancient content. It's just stuff that hasn't been changed in in a very long time. And so, and you can you can kind of tell with how how easy they are, and just like some of the mechanics and some of the the visuals you get aren't aren't necessarily the the same quality as the rest of the game. Like stuff that you encounter in Poshvin or Trig, Trig filaments. How would you feel about if missions got updated with just smarter Rad AI, and so you had to be smarter, like the Rad AI of Abyssal sites? I think it would be an improvement on what's currently available, because at least I think folks would have to pay a little more attention, maybe when lend it so so much multi box abuse. But I don't think. I don't think making the AI better is is sufficient to address the 
the problems with missions. I, I think if if that's all they did to update them, I think players would be pretty disappointed. Really, again, this this issue of folks that aren't in FW enrolling in the militia and then running these missions is really the heart of the issue, at least for me. Because a lot of these tunes, when they come in a local, you can check their corp history, and they just flopped back and forth between opposing militias for years farming it and that is not not to insinuate that these folks are doing something that is like bannable everyone does this but it's it's definitely not something i I think that the original designers of fw intended to to be something that folks would do and another sorry go ahead on the i'm trying to understand like how they're destructive to the war zone because on the surface of it it just seems like pilots out in space who you can potentially try and kill it's a problem with the content so easy that they can run it in either disposable or stuff that's very easy to run away but is it the flipping back and forth that's the issue that's destructive faction warfare or how's how's it destructive that's a really good question and so this is one that aurora i think it really made me happy watching the FanFest video because Aurora described this better than I am going to. And that let me know that at least someone at CCP like was able to connect the dots. So one of the issues is that these folks that are running these missions are farming LP in really large amounts. And, and LP itself has no value. You can't sell it directly for ISK. The only way that it has value is you convert the LP into specific items in the LP market and then you sell it usually in Jita, in, in like high volumes. And that's how players, they call that cashing out. That's how they, that's how they convert their LP into ISK. So the issue with all these folks running these missions that aren't aligned in FW is that they generate a lot of LP and then they cash out and they crash the market for the, the given LP. And so there's a, this web, Fuzzworks will give you, this is a website that will give you the, the ISK per, LP conversion for all the different products that are listed in in these markets and so to give you just an idea of of like what a good conversion factor is for a marmill like 1.5 thousand isk per LP is like a favorable conversion factor but part of the reason that that is not higher is that you have all these folks that are running these missions generating LP that you then have to compete with to cash your stuff out because they're constantly undercutting one another and if it was if it was just like true fw players that were cashing these items out the the conversion ratio would be much higher but since there's so many folks abusing the system that that haven't contributed to the high tier or war zone control at all it's it makes it a lot more difficult for the, the other folks to to make a living off of this LP, it dilutes the value by increasing the just the amount of LP that's out there. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I'm watching Artemis go through the LP store. Right. So there's some things that are going to have a really high ISK per LP rate, but the issue is the five percent volume column. Most of these items, yeah, you could cash out with, but you'll never be able to sell them because they go through the market so slowly. Ah, okay. So I think usually, I need to go to buy instead of sell as well, just to get a good read. So a good hallmark is for the Amar, the 24IC thing is a 1600 millimeter plates or 800 millimeter plates or Imperial Navy Praetors. Those are like the high volume um, items that most folks cash out in. 
yeah, so you'll see, especially with the buff to battleships, there's a lot of folks buying Navy 1600 plates. But even even with the buff to battleships, even with the probably increase in, in volume flow through the market of, of these items, and even with a Mar Mill being in T1 for months, meaning that you get the, the lowest possible amount of LP for running a Plex, is still at yeah, 1.2 K for LP, which is pretty abysmal relative to what other what other factions can achieve, but also it's just it would be a lot higher if you didn't have to compete with these other folks that run these missions that aren't actually FW, like don't have mains in FW is probably the most succinct way to put it. And I'm seeing here that when you, in order to redeem them, you need your lost, your LP, then you also need tags. And it's something that was brought up during the, I think it was the FAQ or the round table, excuse me, about removing the tag requirement, but I don't really understand how that works. Could you clarify? Yeah, sure. So these tags are dropped that I know of. They're dropped in plexes when you kill rats. There may be an alternative source for them in the game. If there is, I'm not aware of it. But that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. But yeah, these are primarily things that I that I find in wrecks in NPCs that you kill within the faction warfare complex. Folks will collect those and take them to Jita and then sell them for a certain price. And so, yeah, what they what they mentioned is that they are, are t- thinking about either I, I don't know if they speculated that they're thinking about removing these, but they did at least speculate that they're going to provide alternative methods to gain the tags. I think other than just you know pulling them from the wrecks of NPCs. So the, the tags are just something that you have to provide at the LP cash out station to be able to acquire the item. So the, the thing you have highlighted here, the M- M- Navy 1600 plate, it requires a certain amount of loyalty points and also requires the tags in those denominations. And so it's kind of a pain because like, not only do you have to take your tune that has the LP to the store, but you have to also haul these reagents as well. And make sure you have them on hand so you can then hand off. And so it'd be, I, I, would, I think I would be a fan of removing the, the tags just because it would make cashing out a little bit more simple. But I'm sure, again, there's folks that feel differently. Would definitely reduce the, what would you call it, barrier to entry or whatnot. And like the logistics involved of trying to juggle things around just to be able to cash out on the profit or essentially the money you earned through LP. It would, but there are also new bros that like go around to the wrecks. I remember like years ago when we had more new bros like just in the game than we than we do now in FW, folks would like sheepishly ask permission if they could take your tags and it was really like kinda cute. Like that's when you knew you're you're dealing with somebody that had like just started the game a month ago and you'd usually try to like help and shelter them, right? Because that's like to some players that's a lot of esque, right? Like you can get a tag for a couple mil they know that they've got a stack of and they can haul that to Jita and solve for it. Like it's a, it's a pretty like low effort source of income. So some folks probably re- rely on that. So I'm kind of torn. Cause like on one hand, like, yeah, it'd be nice if we didn't have this stuff that we needed to cash out LP. The other hand, you might be eliminating someone's income source. I don't know. I'm sure CCP has data on that. Oh yeah. When I was a really new player, bit over three years ago i was running high sec missions and some of those actually dropped the the tags i was running 
mostly Galente missions because of where I was. And I actually, most of the missions that dropped tags were Amar. Gotcha. Yeah, so that that's another source of them. So yeah, I, th- I think in that context, it's probably unlikely that they're going to do away with them because you know if they're consumed in the LP market and they are dropped in other parts of the game, that's more things you have to change to to justify the removal, right? Because like you don't really want a reward that drops in a high sec mission that then has absolutely no utility in the game. So I think most most high sec mission runners, I think, skip those missions because they affect your faction standings and can get you locked out of parts of high sec. Yeah, that's another change that actually I, I say it's a change. I don't think that was actually mentioned. I may be wrong, but I don't think that was mentioned at FanFest. And I got to say, that's one thing that's really frustrating about being in faction warfare. And so, you know, there's a, a couple of different reasons why you wouldn't be able to go to high sec. You know, your sec status might be low, which means you'll get you'll get chased by NPCs. You can repair that with, you know, handing in tags. If you repair your your sex status above a certain level, then you won't be pr- pursued by NPCs. But there's also like faction standing. And if you have bad faction standing with, you know, Amar and you're in Amar, they're going to chase you. And it makes it very challenging to, to be in high sec. Most of our, most of our folks don't go in high sec anyway, but it is kind of frustrating because occasionally, occasionally we'll know that there's a fight over a structure belongs to someone in Minmill, for example, and it'll be in high sec. And we're just like, well, we just can't go because we'll get shot by NPCs constantly. And it's just really irritating. So I, that's one thing I wish they would just like straight up delete from the game. I, I know it would probably be a lot of like effort to, to like undo the damage from the, the changes that made, but like faction standing just is super irritating that you can't go into Isaac because you are aligned with a faction in faction warfare. Yeah, that was actually one of the deciding factors in why I ended up not joining faction warfare. I yeah. know. I think that's the way for a lot of players too. I know. I know a guy in Dock Workers who says, like, on his main, he can literally never go into any amount of high sec. Oh yeah, when uh, when TIS interviewed Predator Elite, the former leader of Dock Workers, on in the midweek show a long time ago, he mentioned that, and I th- I think that was partly because of a bug in sex status that meant that you used to be able to be permanently negative 10 and the people who are still who got that are still stuck there but it's just you can't get that anymore yeah that's that's insane yeah i don't know if um i don't know if ccp has really done the calculus to understand how many folks just don't bother because they know that their their faction standing will be ruined by participating in faction warfare and it doesn't like it I'm sure there are some folks that would argue that this like enriches the universe. Like, you know, if you shoot Amar NPCs, then then Amar NPCs and High Sack will be mad at you. And like maybe that maybe that helps some folks like become more immersed in the game. But for a lot of us, it's just an irritating irritating mechanic that that actively like kills our ability to go certain places and do certain things. So I would I would be very happy to see it die. But I don't know if that's on that's on the advice radar. 
I I mean, I hope it is. I remember, what was it, the Amar Championship in 2016? I think in order to participate, you had to have positive Amar standing, and then you had to give, like, a lore background. Mm-hmm. And with this factional warfare stuff, like, if you were not in the Amar group, then you were just kind of screwed. Like, ha, huh? like, joke's on you, kid. You can't compete in any way, shape, or form. Good luck. Yeah, the... And the other frustrating thing is, like, you can repair your sex status relatively easily, right? You have to go to a Concord office and hand in some tags and some misc. You can make it, like, a one-stop thing. But to my knowledge, to repair faction standing, you have to run, like, missions. I think the the process is a lot more involved. It's not that it's not possible. Um, It is impossible for some factions. I think Concord in particular. But I think you can only do that, reduce your Concord standings with NPC null sec pirate missions, right? But for the the factions that you would would dumpster your status for for faction warfare, it's possible, but it's like relatively laborious. And also, like you repair your standings, you can go on a fleet, but you're still in faction warfare. You're still going to be killing the NPCs. It's a it's a constant problem, you know. So I don't I don't know. I would just, I would be happy to see that system go away, or at least be modified such that. You could participate in, in stuff and effed up. Yeah, I understand the need for immersion, but there's a point where it, it it's an obstacle to enjoy the game. Right. Yeah, for sure. And it's an issue specific to FW in that, you know, if you're in null and you shoot somebody that's not criminal, like, or it doesn't matter, you're in null, you don't take a sex standing hit, or you don't, you don't have, like, incur a debt to a faction or anything. I mean, same way in wormholes, but in, like, low sec, FW like surprise like you get hit with this this penalty and they've done a little bit of work to address this for example if you slide into a plex as a neutral now you get a suspect timer which is good because now if you're like a faction warfare nerd you know you mentioned earlier rain like setting up on the inside of a flex as a brawler like you can imagine that if a if a neutral slides in on you and they're in a garmer then it's not in your interest to just like loiter and let them pull range from you, right? Like they're probably going to start shooting you. And if you allow them to pull a range, you're probably going to die because it's a Garmer. It's got a point range bonus. So like you can't just let them slide past you. You have to engage them. And then if they don't have a suspect timer, like congratulations, you just took a sex status hit. So they fortunately changed that to at least kind of help us with sex status issues. But the faction standing issues persist. Yeah, and I I really like that change. As somebody who like it impacts, I would say negatively. As somebody who would have to get all those suspect timers, I actually really like that change, and it, it makes sense, change, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it definitely makes sense. And it was something that, like, it was something that players asked for. The CCP responded to, so yeah. that was that was nice. But we need a lot more of that. Yeah, and speaking of like CCP getting feedback, I'm excited because with all of these faction warfare changes, like Aurora made it clear, like. Hey, we're in the design phase. We're going to planning. So ideally, CCP would put something out, or you as a player could put something out that would provide feedback or like hopes and dreams or something along those lines, so that CCP could actually like incorporate it. I would say in some way, shape, or form. But I'm excited, and I really hope they give us something. I'm hoping CCP gives us something like more like beta testing or alpha testing with this, where they say, hey guys, here's the first pass, go tell us what you think so we can try it out and give feedback rather than just saying, okay, here's the final product, good luck with potentially some rework needed. Yeah, I think that was kind of a double-edged sword with with FanFest because on one hand, 
folks were looking for like a big content update and what they got is you know promises to address faction warfare which is a system that's more or less drifted without much developer attention for a decade so like in that context like at least we got that but we didn't we didn't really get much in the way of like immediately available content changes but on the other hand like if if ccp had announced like hey by the way completely retold fw we didn't give you any notice so you know we haven't some we haven't solicited you immediately for the feedback in these changes that would also piss a subset of people off so it's you know glass half full like are you, are you frustrated that you didn't get changes immediately are you happy that you know you now get to participate in giving feedback in this period of exploration of changes to fw but i did put out shame a little bit of shameless self-promotion i did make a reddit post that was heavily downvoted about my opinions on uh on citadel changes in fw because that's one thing that that some folks feel very strongly about I'm I'm of the opinion that citadels are less detrimental to FW than others would say, but there's there's a lot of people that I respect a lot that disagree with me. So I, that's one thing I would like. That's one thing I like CCP to spend a lot of time considering. I think that Aurora is aware of those challenges because she she mentioned that in the roundtable, and I appreciated that she mentioned that like this was a, a thing that was going to require some deliberation. Yeah, she seems to be like the dev of the people with all of her, like all of her talks and everything, like started out with bringing the Alliance tournament back and now like starting to bring faction warfare changes. I feel like she's just like hero of the people at this point. Yeah, for sure. I think that's one thing CCP did really well fairly recently is bringing on Swift and Aurora, I think was a pretty good a pretty good maneuver on their part. Not not just maneuver, because I insinuate says like disingenuous, right? Like I think that those were two folks that put a really good face on their community team. Folks really feel really like Aurora. I don't think I've ever heard anybody give negative feedback for her. And especially in the context of the FW changes. Like the fact that someone that handled the the a lot of the changes associated with AT and getting that up and running again that you know that was something that really took off and was well executed by CCP. That that individual is now kind of heading up these changes to FW. I think gives people more confidence than they otherwise would have that these changes are going to come to fruition. Yeah, for sure. I know we are at the top of the hour. I don't know if Artemis or Gurg, you have any more questions for Mikkel? Hey, Mikkel, since how does the faction warfare community as a whole feel about people like Torvald? Like, I know that the wormhole community is notoriously divided and unable to elect CSM candidates consistently because of that. But is faction warfare in a similar, similarly divided? Yes. Yeah. Faction. So. For example, your opinion of me, I think, is going to be very different depending on who you ask. Kind of play like I don't know. Some some people have been teasing me. I think Rain, you you pinged me about possibly running for CSM. I yeah. I whether or not I want to do that, but like uh, the faction warfare community is very divided. It's very opinionated, and and I mean that's kind of unsurprising, right? Like these are folks that are pitted against one another as a function of game mechanics, like by design you are supposed to fight one another. It's not like 
you know, so-and-so lives in this, this C3 and someone lives in the C5 and they happen, like one of them evicts the other, right? Like that's a completely player-generated phenomenon. Faction warfare is like, hey, these are Amar folks. They literally enslaved your people. Like you're not going to be friends with them, right? So that lore context sets people against one another. So we'll see. I don't know, there are certain folks that are relatively well-respected within the faction warfare community, but you know, we'll, we'll see what comes out of, we'll see what comes out of CSM. I will say that I think that the, the, the community generally has a consensus on the mechanics that are, that need to be changed. Citadels, I do think need to be looked at. Missions need to be looked at. Most folks think that the tier system needs to go. That seems like something Aurora is going to retool. The, the frontline system, I think most people agree is a step in the right direction. So as far as like individuals that people support, and I think there's a lot of division, but as far as the changes that folks want to see, I think there's a lot of consensus. It's funny you ask that, Gary, because we have Torvald a couple of years ago, Arcia now, and I think both are running for CSM. To believe today was last day, by the way, Mikkel, if you wanted to run, you I think you can still submit your app. But today's the last day. That seems... I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. I'll do some soul-searching after another brewski. We'll see how I feel. We'll see how much I want to hate myself for the next year or so. But. Yeah, I've heard... I've seen a lot of people go into CSM super optimi- optimistic and then come out super depressed. So, But at the same time, I remember when I first started to be involved in the community, there was like every year there was a faction warfare candidate or somebody who knew low sec and knew faction warfare. We had Phantomite. We had, I think Sugar Cow was my first one, first person I knew, and then Gorski, and then all these other people who knew. And like every year they were like, hey guys, I'm going to push for faction warfare changes. And then like next the next year they're like, yeah, I'm not running anymore. I don't want to do this. And you could just tell it's because, you know, CCP just wouldn't come up with these updates. And now we're finally having it. So you can you can see all the hype from the faction warfare nerds. Yeah, I am. I am happy about that. And I don't know. I mean, like running on FW like changes has been a pretty consistent theme through the years. I can't. I don't. I haven't looked at like the minutes. I don't know if those are publicly available. I don't know how much these individuals have actually like adhered to the platform that they originally broadcasted. Not to insinuate that they haven't. I'm just saying that I, I don't know. Because I mean, for all we know, for all I know, they may have advocated strongly and then, you know, just not been able to get any movement. I I will say that I think one of the biggest problems in the game currently is is the distribution of players. Not just that the most of them are in null, but most of them, most of the like active PVPers, I think, are distributed in like one of just a few blocks. Even if they're not in the same alliance, they're in like these large groups that fight one another, and very seldom in 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 combat that like breaks the server. Like, and and folks will say, you know, why are you why are you criticizing us for this? Who are you to tell us how to play your sandbox? But like. When you are in a fleet of like a couple hundred people shooting one other person, they get alphaed. There's no counterplay. Like there's no reps. They just die. And I think I think Eve really shines as like a PvP multiplayer game. It the 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 scale of like a couple dozen players shooting at one another, where there is counterplay, where alpha doesn't just rule everything. And I'd like to see more folks in low sec 
shooting one another distributed across a larger number of independent groups. And so I don't, I don't know if that's at like the forefront of the mindset of retooling FW, but if it does anything to Eve, I hope that it has an impact on that. Yeah, I always, I always thought about it when trying to think, you know, as kind of a small, smaller gang person myself, I always thought about that when trying to give feedback with CCP or trying to like find a way to design Eve in, in such a manner that it's more beneficial to have all these smaller fun fights and smaller groups than it is to have like what we're at now with three mega coalitions sitting in NullSec and them being able to do whatever they want all, through all the space. And it's really, I've realized it's really, really hard to design um, without taking into the fact that N plus one will always win. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty brutal. And like, not to just cry, but like we're at a, we're at a level in low sec where we're at a point where this is specifically true for my group. I don't know if other people have had this experience, but like, it doesn't matter where I go. There's a group of low sec folks that will just kill me every time. And one of the reasons that they are able to do that is there's no competition. I mean, so I don't know if, if Tau AD is listening, but like he he consistently drops on on my fleets and murders them. And I'll it doesn't matter if I it doesn't matter if I like do an op in Black Rise or if I do an op in Metropolis like many light years away. He is he is there and he will kill me. And it really is, I think, one partial contribution to this is just that there's no competition. There's no one that that groups like that have to fear. And so the, the consequence is that like smaller independent groups either have to form their own blocks and blew a bunch of folks, which some low set groups have done, or you can just die quietly, which is what the rest of us do. It's just, it's rough. So I, I really, any, any change they make to the game, which encourages players to like disintegrate from blocks and like, coalesce into more numerous smaller entities i think is a good change and so i'm hoping that this iteration of fw changes is a catalyst for that kind of movement from of players from these large null blocks to smaller independent low sec ones i would i was gonna say i would love that if it did it for low sec but then also did it for null sec too because it would be nice to have like i don't know competition that's close and not three giant coalitions I oh, say that as sure. a member, as a coalition. Yeah, I don't have anything necessarily against null mechanics. It doesn't really matter where it occurs. It's just that low sack is more proximal. Anywhere you're in, you are, you are when you're in low sack, you're closer to all the other low sack than you are if you were in null, right? So you take two thousand players and scatter them around low sack. Each player is going to be closer to every other player, just generally, than if you scatter them around null. And so it's it's a lot harder for folks in null especially when they're by design in one of these like backwater constellations to find one another and generate content than it would be if they were strongly encouraged to go to low sec by like i don't know industry bonuses or something like that i don't know, i think that low sec should be i think one thing that would really help is if ccp considered buffing bonuses in low sec not not to be a chauvinist i don't really actually care about like making dreads for cheaper but it would be really great if people were encouraged to come there just so there were like there's more conflict right that you can imagine folks wanting to fight over the big industry structure that's got a better bonus than a null but is in real estate that's more fought over because it's in low sec and therefore easier to get to generally than some like backwater null pocket 
Yeah. At, earlier, you mentioned Titan Bridges as a thing between you and dock workers. I've heard Titan Bridges mentioned as a, one of the specific things that makes it hard to be a smaller group because you have to invest so much in something that is so important to the meta, but you can't really use it. It has to just sit there on a Fortizar forever. I mean, absolutely. My 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 Titan has been killed before by snuff. It was absolutely bullied. That was when I was in Black Legion with Rain. I remember and that we were in fleet together. That was a, that was a sad time. And since then, it has behaved in the most cowardly manner uh, possible because I do not do not take any risks with the thing I don't have to. But it provides a lot of utility for for getting around. I mean, being able to like miracle yourself from your staging to a system within what six light years is is invaluable it also allows you to like you know reship if you see the the baddies are there in something and it's a 15 minute timer you know you can make the choice on the on the fly and just bridge in as opposed to having to traverse however many systems it is it is challenging for faction war for folks generally to acquire titans especially after scarcity i mean they're going for like if you go for the worst titan hole it's like uh, 95 bill ish if you can like get yourself a sweet deal in the Almaki Keepstar. If you're looking for like a superior Titan hole, like the Avatar or Erebus, I mean, you're looking at paying like well over 100 bill unless you have like a really nice friend that's quitting the game or something. So it's it's a really big it's a really big uh, obstacle for FW groups for sure. Yeah, I definitely see that. It's interesting too because with low sec, like these, your group lives in low sec, and you can't build caps in low sec. I think you have to have null. You can build caps. You just can't build supers. Supers and titan. Okay. So okay, so you can build. Yeah, because I was gonna say I always know low sec is like getting dread bombed a lot. Yeah, not being able to build your own titan but having to source it elsewhere is like super tedious. It is. But most, I mean, you'll you'll find a lot of like decent super and titan sales in these asset safety systems, right? I mean, like you do have to undock it from an NPC station, which is horrifying because it's not like you can dock it back up. But if you feel like use your brain a little bit with an alt to like verify the system is safe and have an IELTS sign on and stuff like that, you you can do it relatively safely. So it's not really like maybe maybe if Titans have like just been introduced and people are just now producing them. It would be a problem, but there's so many in Null, and there's so many in places like the Almaki Keepstar, for example, that the real the real factor is is ISK, not necessarily availability, especially now that scarcity is ending and folks are a little bit more willing to let them go. Because for a while there, right after scarcity hit, Titan prices went from I think the lowest I saw Titans was like. 40 or 50 bill and they shot up to like i don't know 150 175 i don't know someone that, that deals in these things will know better but a lot yeah they definitely did i remember yeah because when people were selling them they weren't selling them at the build price they were just selling them at what was a profit to them before they knew the prices would change or whatnot exactly yeah it's it's nuts and i mean caps lately haven't been selling for build costs they've been selling for They've been selling for lower than build costs because no one's building them. Because like you'd be insane to build caps after the like most recent changes, right? Like I, I think I think my industry lad quoted me like he's gonna yell at me because I'm gonna misremember, but I want to say like five bill for a rev or something obscene. I mean like 
that's just crazy. It's, it's nuts. Especially especially yeah. nuts is like the cost of a super relative to the cost of a dread before these changes because you can you could field a dread for like just a casual six bill, right? You could field a super for like thirty bill. I don't know. So like only you only have to feed five dreads to be in the cost of a super. It's pretty low. Yeah. And I never I never actually realized it because of the asset safety. Like you brought that up how all these ships out in Nullsec and we've had all these Nullsec wars throughout the years or people going AFK or you know, AWOXs with structures and structure flips and self destructs that all these capitals then end up in low sec because they get teleported to the nearest low right. sec. I never actually realized that and how that actually kind of helps you guys in low sec because you have all these people who don't want to move their ship, so they just sell it. Exactly. They have to go and, and pay the fee to pull it out, but yeah, then they can contract it. But there, there are even other groups. This is kind of like asset safety kind of made this own little like strange set of mechanics and folks that that kind of game them because there are folks that'll sit in these asset safety systems like Podion, for example, and they'll just like camp the undock. Uh, or Masaba. Yeah, wrecking crew. I'm looking at you. They'll, they'll just camp the undock. Like somebody will, they'll they'll buy these ships up, put them on contract, and they'll get a notification like, oh, I just, I just sold an avatar. Like they're going to be undocking that soon. TM better, <laughs> better get the hicks out. So, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend getting super overexcited and, and buying one of them unless you like really know what you're know what you're doing. I'll, I'll I will say that when I bought my Titan, I bought it on a tune that I. Uh, made and then I biomassed immediately after because I was horrified that somebody was going to like try to track the sale and kill me. And it was like, in retrospect, I was really paranoid, but like that's the extent that some folks go to no, obfuscate the purchase. No, that's what people do. I like, because what is it? You're able, because if it's a public contract, you can see the character and then you can just do locator agents mm-hmm. and then there's checks to see if you're online or not. So yeah. like <laughs> you can do it. People can do it. Yeah, some folks will like buy it on the Titan tune. They're like, "Man, how did I get killed?" And I was, I was just like loitering in the system forever. Like, how did this happen? It's like, yeah, I probably should have been a little more paranoid. But yeah, some of those asset safety camper people are the most dedicated people to the one niche activity I've ever seen. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, that and like bait fortazars, which are not like much of a thing anymore. But used to be, I mean, I've like full disclosure, I've lost a rev, unfit rev on a Bay of Fortazar before. It feels bad, man. It's rough. But yeah, uh, those people have a lot of uh, a lot of time and dedication. I'll say that. Yeah. So I know we had a lot of other topics. Was there anything else you wanted to add, Mikkel? I always try to say your name how you say it, but I, Mikkel sounds way cooler. Mikkel, Mikkel is, is good. Just the. Yeah, really looking forward to the the changes to FW. I really hope that they are geared towards pulling players screaming from their their null sack crab holes. And yeah, I, I just really hope that it revitalizes the system because some of the I've I've been to null. I mean, I was in BL with you, been in other null sack groups. I did a, a stint and test during World War B1 or whatever folks choose to call it, but like the best times I've experienced in Eve have been in faction warfare. And that's not to say that this is like generally the the objectively most fun part of the game. I think that I think statements like that are silly. But I do think that it has a lot to offer and I think that the system is 
think the potential is currently underutilized given the distribution of players across Eve. So I'm looking forward to the changes. Yeah, I I mean I definitely agree with you. And I know Asherathi's touching on it in chat and we touched on it last week, but like the frontline system and then what was it, the allegiance system? Some of these systems, while are new for faction warfare, could actually be used in other parts of the game. So it's going to be a really neat sort of test drive that CCP does with Faction Warfare to see, okay, maybe if it works in this in low sec, maybe it could work in other parts of space too. So uh, I know a lot of folks have said, oh, well, I'm a null sec care bear. Why do I care? And it's like, well, that could be something that eventually it comes to null sec or to high sec. Yeah, maybe I, not. Maybe I not would like to see that that uh, solve mechanics get involved, that sort of thing. Yeah, like... Solve could eventually adapt the frontline system or pirate factions even. Like I was talking about NPC space and venal, like that could adopt the allegiance system where you're trying to like. Oh, yeah, that would be rats. really cool. Yeah, and like the diamond rats shenanigans that people do. I think there's like at least three different regions that people do it in. But some of that stuff would be really fun to see CCP sort of expand on that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how this ends up working because I don't know, as we talked about before, there's a lot of a lot of like concerns to juggle like you want to make it available for for null sec pilots to get them involved because that's where it's such a large proportion of the player base is but you don't want to make it so forgiving that folks can just hop in and out of whatever faction they feel like they're they have an allegiance to on any given day so we'll see how they do i have i have i have faith in, in ccp aurora yeah like i was saying she's the the dev of the people or the hero of the people so I'm ex- I'm excited to see see what she does, and I'm hoping Mikkel, even if you don't run for CSM, I'm hoping you at least do what you call it, like a blog or a talk or a video or something that CCP could then use sort of your thoughts as feedback, and oh, yeah. like maybe not even just like you on your own, but like because you run what'd you say the largest alliance in Amar faction warfare, but like just. Just like obviously you're a, like a leader of the people and you're not just like me. I'm a single low sex solo PVP pilot, so I don't really have that much thought. But I want more folks like you being able to put your opinion out there so that way CCP can actually see the feedback and use it. I don't think there's any uh, any danger of a, a deficit in in opinions fielded by me in the near future. <laughs> so I'll, I'm going to continue to be active in the, in the community. Yeah. That's good to hear. I know, Artemis, you haven't spoken in a while. Do you have any further questions or anything to add? No, I think we covered everything that I was excited for. Are you going to go back into Faction Warfare space? I mean, I'm certainly going to go and test out the new stuff. It sounds super fun. should uh, join, join Minmill and come to Asset. Just beeline for our staging system. You don't want me in your group? You want me to fight you? Absolutely. We need. Uh, I mean, again... Aren't they winning running. right now? Aren't you just getting curb stomped? That's what I heard. No, they're winning on, on in terms of the number of systems they've taken. They're winning. You're just sore losers. Uh, there you go. There you go. Now, if you wanna, if you wanna get a good taste for how uh, fights between Minmill and Amargo, just look at Fossus win history for when a, a battle report for on Dot Lane when the system last uh, flipped, and you'll find a BR of 100 Mimitar fighting 40 Amar, and get an idea of how you, that usually goes. I mean, Flossuswin is it belongs to Mimitar right now, so they didn't win last time. It does does belong to them, but we'll see. It's one jump out from Asset. See if they defend it. Big doubt. 
Is there a is there a campaign happening soon? Right now, we're just trying to retake what my folks have come to call Moat Mill, which is asset is a, a system that connects to like I don't know five or six others that are immediately around it. And so Min Mill took all the surrounding systems, but asset. So we're first securing all the systems that connect to asset that aren't flawless when Intel Lee caught. Hot intel from from ML folks if they didn't know that already, uh, and then after we take those, we'll probably f- push for Flossus one. But yeah, it's a, like again, it's a system that's rele- relevant in the lore and for RP reasons. And so the, when the system is contested, it usually gets the the RP folks really hot and bothered. At least on the mill side, there aren't that many active Amar mill RP PVPers, but. Then little folks get get really upset and driven. <laughs> so are you saying, Mikkel, that you and your group don't roleplay at all? We have one member who is, is a very very ardent RPer, Aldrith. Does does enjoy RP a lot. I I gave it a shot and didn't really didn't really find it that engaging. So no, we don't, we don't RP all that much. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll make a, a like really weird RP post. That's an infusion of like Warhammer 40 K and like the lore, which for most people just like facepalm at, but I don't really care. But no, no, I don't RP that much. All right. That's fair. I know your, your group kind of role plays in your own alliance or in your own corp, the dirt and glitter with the Kesha icon. Yeah, we do. We do roleplay about our servitude to the uh, Almighty God Empress Kesha. But yeah, other than that, we we serve no other entity, mainly just Kesha. Suffer no other gods. I mean, that's fair. Maybe you could make her an icon within Eve eventually, if you oh, try hard enough. I mean, put pull up our alliance logo. It's pretty pretty hot. Well, yeah, but like you could get like a statue tour or something in your staging or I don't I think, know. I, th- I feel like we get some like cease and desist like notices or something from Kesha herself. <laughs> Would they even serve them to? It's not like we have an address. You'd have to compete with the followers of Taylor Swift. Oh no! Yeah, sometimes I wonder if that well, if that's like the onus behind CCP Swift, or is there like something else? Yes. No, that's one hundred percent what it is. Uh, yes, one hundred percent. That's a good meme. So yeah, maybe. Maybe Swift and I should be like a, a war or something. I think I have heard that he has a min mill alt, so maybe he should declare himself and we can have, we can engage in some nice nice content, flying the banners of our respective uh, pop stars. Seems good to me. There's it's been gonna, dumber dumber conflicts in Eve, right? Like the anime war or the eat my ass war. One of those <laughs> Seems good. Wait, were there multiple anime wars, or is this the waffle ones where, like, it was banned in their Discord and whatever? I think that was the only one. I'm not sure if there were more after that, yeah. I think it was memed hard enough to get, like, PC Gamer to write an article about the anime war in EVE Online. And then, like, kind of fizzled out from there. Oh god, we gotta have somebody on the show to tell the history of the anime war, because we have people in chat who weren't there. We have to get Jintan. Jintan was I joined definitely... Waffles long after that war ended, and I still ended up collecting multiple Jintan corpses. Not like this. It's never meant to be like this. We have one channel on our Discord where anime is permitted, and it's opt-in. 
And I don't even think anybody opts in anymore because we make fun of them so much. <laughs> Weebs, get out. Just gotta get Discord Nitro, then you can spam the emojis wherever you want. Oh, we they they do, and then they get flamed for it. This is a this is a weeb free environment. Flag City in chat says Baname, so I think that's a lot of uh, <laughs> how people approach it. Yeah. Yes, it seems to be. Anime has a reputation for if you allow it, it gets out of hand quickly. Yeah, I think we have a con- at least we didn't slack. We had like a containment breach emote that would come out if you like typed a certain keyword. But that's how our folks feel about anime. Just a nip it in the bud. It's disgusting. So it's a lot of fun. Was that great? I may have been one of the people in Horde who contributed to their stance against anime. Yeah, Horde has a strict no anime rule, not even its own channel. Really? Horde? It's yeah. Be, like sure. the most permissive like regroup out there as far as recruitment. I'm surprised that they would have such a strong stance on something so popular. I don't know. I don't make the rules. I know Pandemic Legion doesn't have any rules against it. I actually think we have my recruitment corp. We have a question saying, are you a weeb? Who's your waifu? And then we have a certain person go and see if it's a valid waifu or whatever. For the uninformed, a waifu is like an anime character crush. I'm now getting pings in my Discord for for sharing opinions on this. <laughs> oh no. Dunks in chat talking about it too. I wonder how Brave's anime policy. I have, how do we get on this topic? This was a disaster. I thought we were trying to close this out. Ugh. Alrighty. So I think on that note, before we get too involved in the anime, we'll we'll save that for the the discussion on the anime war in the future. But any other thoughts, Mikkel, before we go? Do you have shoutouts? Uh, yeah, shout out to Severus. He was the the guy that put a lot of condensed a lot of the the f- feedback on FW into a, a nice post some time ago that got spammed all over the place. But I'm I do want to say that I'm like I started playing the game in 2015, 2016. There's a lot of other folks that have been doing FW a lot longer than I have, and those folks have been pushing for these changes for a really long time. So I think it's good that. I think it's really good that some of these changes are are getting looked at, and I really hope that CCP takes this opportunity to to make some changes to the game that reach a little bit further than just FW low sec, and that really try to pull players from these null blocks in. If at the very least allowing them to remain in their null blocks, but coming to to low sec to to PvP in an organized way, I think the game really could use that. So I'm excited. Yeah, that's good. I'm excited too. I know, Gerg, do you have any final thoughts, shout outs? I think I've said all that I can think to say right now. All right, and anything from you, Artemis, before I close? Nope. All righty. Well, thank you, everyone in chat. I'm glad to see you're all excited about anime as we are, because that was the topic of today. Just kidding. Faction. I know this, this, so this stream was on today, Monday, instead of Sunday. Ideally, we get that out to the podcast within 24 hours and then hopefully to YouTube within 48 to 72. I know YouTube takes a little bit longer because we have to edit the video versus just editing VoIP. And then the other thing, Sunday at 1600, I believe, we will be on air again. And then we're trying to figure out to make sure we have enough engineers for every other Sunday because poor Artemis has a work schedule and a life outside of this video game. So we want to make sure they're able to sleep and be healthy instead of uh, slaving away like I do. 
So with that, we will see you guys on Sunday. I hope to see you all there. If not, you can check us out on Discord. But thank you, everyone. Have a good night.